Welcome to the Lunch Break Hymn Scene, a podcast dedicated to the rediscovery of hymns, both ancient and modern, as well as the authors who penned them. If you like what you hear, be sure to follow and subscribe for future episodes. If you love what you hear, be sure to leave us a five-star review, and don't forget to leave a comment. We love to read them. You can support us financially through buymeacoffee.com. The link is in the show notes. And come socialize with us on Instagram at The Lunch Break Hymn Now, let us open up our lunch boxes and our hymnals and dig into today's episode. Well, good afternoon and welcome to this Wednesday edition of The Lunch Break Hymn which is the only day of the week that these episodes are launched. So (laughs) we are glad that you are joining us. Today we are going to be looking at a topic of the church. We're going to be asking the question, what is the church? While I'm sure to a lot of people the church can be many things, the Scripture makes absolutely clear on what the church really is. So we're going to be looking at three things today. At first, we're going to look at the church as the people of God. Now, as his plan of redemption unfolds, God claimed his people with a covenant at Mount Sinai. And so we see the beginnings of his church. He met with them in an assembly under fire and smoke and made his dwelling with them in the temple upon Mount Zion. This earthly city would be the shadow of the heavenly city, the city to come, where Christ, our great high priest, has secured his assembly by the blood of the new covenant. By his Spirit, he meets us there. He is really among us as we gather to worship with him every Sunday. Not only does he come to meet with us, but he also dwells with us. We are his inheritance. He has set us apart as his people, just as he has set Israel apart from the other nations. Now, he does this because, well, he loves us. There is nothing that we can bring to him that would make him love us. He just does. He takes our heart of stone, gives us a heart of flesh, and places his spirit in us. In order to make us his people, he had to come and dwell among us and fulfill all that is required of us. He does this by His own Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, second, the church is the body of Christ, to whom He is the exalted head. God establishes people in the Old Testament, so the church is not new to the New Testament. It did, however, change with Christ's inauguration of the new covenant. He came to fulfill all righteousness and to establish His kingdom doing so not by the sword, but with the cross, where he bore our judgment. He came to establish his kingdom, not with the rich and powerful, but with the poor and powerless. He gathers up a remnant of the Jewish nation and establishes the new Israel to consist of people of every tribe, nation, and language. He sets his apostles as the foundation for which his church is built giving them kingdom authority to carry out his work, teaching, healing, and casting out demons in his name, as well as baptizing his people 
in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, it's through adoption that we become heirs to the kingdom of God through Christ, who alone is the rightful heir. We are now united in Christ as a people. For this reason, all ethnic barriers are broken as we are spiritually one people group. In establishing his church, God comes to dwell among us. He, that is Christ, is the true temple. Through his finished work on the cross, the veil was torn into and the wall that separated us from God was removed. Now as true worshipers, we worship him in spirit and in truth. And thirdly, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and as such, the church enjoys full fellowship with him. The people of God find unity with Christ in the coming of the Holy Spirit, where he possesses his people, and his people possess the Lord. He is the seal of our salvation, as God places his mark upon us as his people. It is the Spirit that brings us to Christ as he makes the church his people and gives them new hearts. The church is the assembly of Christ because it is the fellowship of the Spirit. Through the Spirit, the people of God are renewed as the new covenant is established to include the Gentiles into his family. It is the Spirit that is the giver of life who gives understanding to the Word that was once a mystery to those who dwelled outside the camp. He uses the word to convict and to make holy. That light that he gives is the life of Christ. It truly is Christ that lives in us by his Spirit. Now, what is the purpose of the church? Well, the purpose of the church is to glorify God in worshiping him. So what? Why do we say these things? Well, it seems that many folks have made church into what they want it to be instead of what the Lord has designed it to be. Sunday mornings have become a rock concert with lights and smoke. The true preaching of the Word has been replaced by motivational speeches or a TED Talk. The right administering of the sacraments have been replaced with an in-house coffee shop and gift stores. And the faithful exercise of church discipline has been ignored, while folks are free to live whatever life they feel without conviction. Perhaps you know a church like the one that I just described. I'm sure there is one in your city or town. But just like those of the city of Babel, their efforts to build a temple that focuses on them and not God will fail as the Lord himself is building his church, one where the gates of hell will not prevail against her, and where he is the church's one foundation. The church is one
enjoyed this episode of the Lunch Break Hymn Sing. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, enjoy your lunch break.